You are listening to Journey Over Destination Podcast, the best podcast on the face of the earth. Welcome back. We got a doozy today, as always. Um, we got Brandon Bernanson, interview with Brandon Bernanson. He's a really interesting guy with a really interesting story that I think a lot of people can get value from. Um, self-made millionaire, you know, loves sales, is very much involved in the sales community and won some awards and yada, yada, yada. Um, I had a really interesting discussion with him. So without further ado, hope you guys enjoy Brandon Bernanson. Here we go. All right, baby. Uh, today we got a special treat. We got Brandon Bernanson, founder of Seamless.ai, incredible prospecting tool that I use a sales thought leader of the year named by InsideSales.com in 2018. We got the creator of Seven Figure Sales System and Self Made Millionaire. What is going on, Brandon? Hey, David, thanks so much for having me, man. Humbled, honored, and grateful to be here today. Perfect, perfect. Um, so it would be awesome if you could just kind of, just for context for the audience, give like a brief background of, uh, where you started, like your, your say after graduation or whatever. And then yeah. now. Yeah. A uh, uh, real quick, wild story, you know, came from a very poor family. My dad was selling computers at Macy's. It was called Maycom fucking Maycom. So, uh, my dad's making $30,000 selling Apple computers in Macy's when they sold computers in Macy's. Um, you know, they, he worked construction on the weekends. My mom worked at a grocery store and a bank. Both did not have college degrees. One day a sales executive walks up to my father. My father pitches him, closes him on the Apple computer. And then that sales executive works for a small startup called computer associates. He offers my father a $22,000 internship to leave Macy's retail and go sell for him at this small software B2B startup called computer associates. My father leaves, talks to my mom, takes the job, and uh, he's in Islandia, New York for the next 10 years of my life, basically, Monday through Sunday through Friday. He was in Islandia, New York. We lived in Ohio. He would go back and forth. Um, you know, for the next decade, he went from sales intern to the VP of sales, managing 1,000 people to build the first billion-dollar software company in the world. I saw my family go from super poor to super rich because of sales. My father always told me two things. One, when you're in sales, you have to work your ass off and sell everyone you know every second of every day. Number two, you have to have the lists of every single person that you need to sell to because at night he would spend all of his time building these lists of people that he would need to sell to. And then during the day, he would spend all of his time prospecting, pitching, and closing those people. I only got to see my father twice a week, once to twice a week, every week, pretty much just Saturday. And then a little bit on Sunday before he had to fly out back to Atlanta in New York. Uh, the, so those were the two things that he always told me, work your ass off in sales, selling, and then don't waste any of your time with non-selling list building. Do that at night and on weekends. Uh, then, you know, I saw, I was at his president's club in Hawaii. So luckily he took me to his president's club in Hawaii. We fly down, we go to the big conference area, we land and we go into the big award ceremony. Everyone is dressed to the nine and thousand, five thousand, ten thousand dollar tuxes and beautiful. The women 
are have, are beautiful with these beautiful blue dresses and red dresses. I was like 15 at the, like, I was like super young and I'm looking, I'm like, wow, like all, there's a lot of beautiful people here. They're serving lobster and filet and all this jazz. And uh, my father taps me on the shoulder and he's like, look around, Brandon. You will not find another room where people are making six and seven figures in sales ever in your life. I just, that's when I had this big epiphany. I'm looking around. I, I saw hundreds of people. My, and my father's like, that person makes 1.2 million. That person makes 1.6 million. That person makes 800,000. That person makes 700,000. And I sat back and I'm, I'm looking around the room and I'm like, okay, my father got rich because of sales. And I'm like, why are all my teachers telling me I need to become an accountant and a lawyer, a uh, doctor? Why has no one ever told me in my entire life I need to get into sales to get rich and to make all my dreams a reality? That's when I had the epiphany of like, I'm, I'm going to go into sales. So uh, I started studying sales at the age of 15, 16, 17, started picking my dad's brain about it. I went to the first college that had, a, had, that had three things, the number one business school in the state, the number one sales school in the country. I got lucky because the college in my state actually had the number one sales college. And then number three, it was the number one party school. <laughs> so I got to buy by Playboy and all that jazz in 2004. Uh, so I got to kill three birds with one stone. Number one business school, number one sales school, number one party school nationally. I'm like, done. I'm going there. <laughs> uh, and then I'm like, okay, I got to figure out what to sell. Like, I want to sell. I'm going to go to the sales school. I got, it got into the sales college. It was called Ralph and Lucy Shea Sales Center where like I got into the business school. I got into the sales school and then like, I got to figure out what I got to sell. And I remember every week, every month, every day, me and my friends were all playing online poker. Like we've been playing online poker for years. My, everyone at my school was playing online poker. I'm like, I'm like, well shit, dude. I was like, I'm making a few thousand dollars playing online poker, but, but like, what if I sign everyone up? I know. And I sell to everyone I know to join these poker sites. So I cold called, I built a list of all the poker sites, cold called all of them. And I pitched them. I'm like, Hey, I've got a massive network of people. I'm going to get them to join your poker site. You're going to pay me $150. Guess what they said, David? Hell yeah. No, they said, hell no. <laughs> they said, who is this kid? And hell no. But luckily they were cool enough to be like, we're not going to pay you $150. I'm going to pay you $100 per person. Okay. So, so I'm like, damn, okay. I could get $100 to get David and everyone else he knows and everyone I know to sign up for party poker, full tote poker, poker stars, you name it. So I'm like, how do I get everyone at my college? Like, I got to find a way. I got to get a list. Remember, my father said the only way he built a billion dollar software company was the list. I got to build this list of all the kids at OU. So I can email and call them to sign up for the poker sites. So, so, uh, you know, like, well, I don't know if you know, but, but back in the day, the colleges had these dorm directories that listed out all the students in the dorm with their email and their phone number and all that jazz. Okay. So I built a crawler that (laughs) scraped all the people in the dorms. And I learned programming, built this crawler that scraped all the people in the dorms. I built the list, right. Of all the people that, and then I also, I emailed, I mass emailed all the college students at the dorm, sign up for a party poker. I'm going to give you $50. I'll make $50. It was called free 50 now. Oh, like, free okay. 50 now. So you, I'm gonna so you basically you gave them part free. of your affiliate commission, right? Yeah. I gave them part of my affiliate commission on my free 50 now.com baby. So I got thousands of people from my, my list that I built using my scraper. Um, 
to sign up. And then I made a few thousand dollars. Then I also went knocking dorm room to dorm room, hardcore selling students. Hey, sign up right now. I'm going to give you $50, but sign you up. Boom, 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 boom. Done. Free party poker, free full tilt poker, free poker stars. Boom, 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 boom. So then like I'm making $50, $50, $50, $50. Then I got bonuses as I leveled up. Like once yeah. you sign up 10 people, you get $3,000 bonus. Once you sign up 50 people, you get a 10,000 bonus, 50,000 bonus. Then I took it online and I did a landing page and I did a funnel. I, I basically created a landing page that's like, hey, if you want free $50 right now to join Party Poker, full circle, poker stars, go to the site, boom. I built a $10 million business, 18, 19, 20 years old. First year I did a million, oh second year God. I did three million. Third year as a junior in college, I did uh, six million. And uh, I had everything I ever wanted. You know, I was the richest kid in college. I had a heart. I, I bought like four, four fucking cars, like an idiot. I had a Mercedes hard door, a Mercedes two door hard top convertible that when I was at the light, if you hit a button, it would go down okay. before the light turned green. So <laughs> but this is like 2004, dude. A hard top Mercedes two door convertible fast, what, 500 horsepower, whatever. It was crazy. Uh, and then I bought a, a, another Mercedes and I bought a motorcycle and I bought property in Florida, whatever. I was just blowing all my money. I covered every single bar tab those three years, wherever we went. So anyways, 2007, my junior year, they make online gambling illegal. I launched a second company. I thought text message marketing flip phones. This was before the iPhone. I thought text message marketing was going to be the future. So I, my, I, you know, I basically get all the people in my network who are really smart and I'm like, Hey, we should build a text message marketing software. It's going to revolutionize the world. Um, you know, we're going to build this text messaging software and sell it to all the B2B companies in the world. Problem was we built the software and we didn't have the one thing that was needed to sell the software to every company that could use it. David, what do you think that was? The list, baby. The fucking list, dude. We <laughs> needed the list. So literally we spent three years, year in, year out, trying to sell seamless to all these fortune 500 fortune 1000 marketers fortune 5000 marketers all these companies and we could never build the list of the b2b contacts figure out the marketers figure out the accounts that needed to buy this text messaging software and the next three years were the worst years of my life where i lost millions of dollars i worked 18 hours a day seven days a week i lost everything i owned i went a hundred thousand dollars in debt the whole company failed and I went back and I was like, why did this fail? It, it failed for two reasons. This was an epiphany I had. Number one, we didn't have the contacts and the companies that we needed to sell to the lists of people that could buy our services that needed the text messaging software. Number two, my first company made me so rich. I became so egotistical okay. where I thought I knew everything. I would not pay for the advice that I needed to build the company. I would not pay for the advice I needed to raise funding. I would not listen to the advisors and entrepreneurs that would tell me, don't worry about getting a massive 10,000 square foot office space. Don't worry about all the PR. You need to work on building this product in your dorm room and you need to work on selling it to everyone. This is what they kept telling me. But I was so egotistical that I didn't listen to anyone's advice. I didn't pay for anyone's advice. So I didn't have the list. And I didn't know how to build the technology. I didn't know how to sell the technology. I didn't know how to market the technology. All I knew was I was so concerned about what other people thought that I had to get this massive office space because I had this one company that was super successful that everyone on campus nationally knew about. 
Brandon Ward Anson is a badass entrepreneur. And at the age of 21, I'm like, I have to keep up that image. I have to, like, I need everyone to know my second company is going to be the best in the world. Yeah. And we're going we're gonna to make billions. And I also only cared about making commission. And when I look back at why that company failed in mobile, it was because of the lists. And it was because I was too egotistical to listen to anyone's advice. And I didn't pay for anyone's advice. And, uh, you know, at, at the end of the, the, the tranche, I went $100,000 in debt, bankrupt. And I had to steal food out of my big office. I had this big office space that had other companies in it. Mm-hmm. Like I remember I got so bad and this was during the dot-com bus, 2007, 2008. My dad, who was, who built the first billion dollar company, we had so much money in real estate that my family went bankrupt. At the same time, my mom got Alzheimer's. So my family goes bankrupt. My mom gets Alzheimer's. My dad has to become a full-time caregiver. And my company is losing millions and I'm in a hundred thousand dollars in debt. My family can't give me a dime. My, no one's going to buy my fucking software. And like the world was crashing in. And I remember just sitting at the office space crying late night on a Friday or Saturday. I'm sitting there, I'm stealing food to eat. And I remember like whatever I took out of the shared office fridge, I remember going into the corner, looking out, looking the window. It's dark out because it's probably nine, 10, 11 midnight at night in Athens, Ohio at my office space. That's got 30 people, you know, no one was there on a Friday night. And I just remember like eating whatever I stole out of the fridge, just bawling. Like, how did I fuck up so bad? I'm such a failure. And that night I went home and I shut down the company, called Jake, my partner. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I'm out. We got to shut this down. We're losing. We're not going to make it. We're not going to win. We don't know what we need to do to win. And we have to shut this down and just get out as fast as humanly possible. And I got to figure out how to pay off all this credit card debt. So we shut it down. And, um, I mean, I ended up selling the company to a publicly traded company. I had to move to New York, but I didn't make one millionth of the money that I lost. So Jake and my other partners, they end up going to IBM interactive to, to build products for IBM. Jake calls me. He's like, dude, you should sell these million, 10 million, $20 million, like websites and digital marketing programs that IBM interactive has. Get, get out of New York where we sold in mobile too. I called a failure. You know, it's an aqua hire that made us no money. So I called a failure. Um, and I was dying to get out of mobile. I spent three years building in mobile. And then I got another year at this company in New York that I got to stay with. I'm like, I got to get the hell out of mobile. There's no money in it. And, and I was like studying, like, why was it such a failure? And I realized the lists and because I didn't buy or listen to anyone's advice. Mm-hmm. So then I, I come back to, I take Jake's advice, IBM Interactive. They, they loved me. They hired me. They heard about my success with my first company, my second company. They're like, dude, we want you to sell for us. So then when I got hired at IBM and I, I sold for IBM and Google the next eight years, nine years. And when I was selling for IBM and Google, I'm like, they're like the number one thing you need to be successful. The only people that are going to change this world for the better are salespeople, marketers, and entrepreneurs. There's only three people that will change this world for the better. Salespeople, marketers, recruiters, and entrepreneurs. The only way for those people to be successful is they need to sell their products to people in enough quantities fast enough. Mm-hmm. The only way to sell their, their products is through the lists. I'm like, okay, at IBM and Google, I have to buy databases of these lists. Right. So I literally interview all these sales databases, ZoomInfo, Discover Org, DNP, Redbooks. Like they're all out there. 
Um, some of them went out of business already, but so I, I find out like one database costs 300,000, one database costs 500,000, one database costs 200,000, whatever. So I pitched my, my CEO and founder, Hey, Nancy Kramer, I need, uh, I need a million dollars to buy these databases. And then I showed her like, Hey, on LinkedIn, you've got 4 million marketers that we need to sell to in our ideal industries. There's literally 4 million marketers. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them can afford our services, but I was just like, Hey, if you look all the digital marketers and all the marketers, there's 4 million and all these databases, they got it, whatever. That's what I'm told. So let's buy them. So we cut the check to the three different databases. We get access to it and we log in. We log into the databases. This is 2008, 2009. We log in. There's 4,000 marketers. I'm like, what the, what the fuck? 4,000? Like, I'm missing four million. Like the yeah. total addressable market is four million. The databases have four thousand. I sit back and I'm like, holy shit, I'm gonna get fired. You cannot write a check for a million dollars. Cause like they they purposely, these sales databases, they purposely tell you, like, they show you one little page. Right, right. And right. they're like, Yeah, we got everyone you need. And then they hide it. And yeah. then they're like, it's gonna cost you a hundred thousand, it's gonna cost you three hundred thousand. It's gonna like they're slimy, <laughs> sneaky salesmen. And like, I just got tricked because I was young in, in my sales career. So we write the check, we get access to the databases. I log in and I, I feel like I got scammed. I'm like 4,000, 4 million. What the hell? I'm missing everyone we need to sell to. So I'm like, I am not going back to that time in Athens, Ohio, to the to where I was stealing food out of the fridge, 100K in debt, and I wanted to kill myself. I will never go back to that time. So I'm like, I sat there all weekend uh, with Jake and my partners and I'm like, how do we fix this problem? I was like, well, Google, you've got a search engine. You can type in anything, Google search, boom, all the results. IBM, you could ask IBM Watson any question in the world. And in real time, IBM will give you the answers to the question using AI. I was like, I know what we need to do. One, we need to build a search engine where you type in any title, any company and in real time, it gives you all the contacts with the current title working at the current company. Because all these outdated sales databases, they were missing 95% of the people that you need to sell to because they, may, they have humans that manually research on the web, put something in. Well, the problem with that is it doesn't scale. You've got one out of 100 people at every company that you need in the database and the emails and phone numbers are wrong. So I was like, we're going to build a real-time search engine, B2B sales search engine. Anything that you search for in real time, we search the entire digital web billion social profiles, billion websites everywhere. We find everyone that you need to sell to. And then we're going to use AI like IBM Watson and we will research, validate and verify perfect email, cell phones and insights for everyone in the world using this proprietary 10 step AI engine that me and Austin and Jake and our partners built Rick and Curtis. We figured out like, okay, you could send a virtual email to the email server. You could search a billion social profiles. You could search a billion websites. You could search the news and this 10 step AI engine will research all this data in real time instantly figure out the perfect emails and cell phones. So now you've got everyone that you need to sell to and you've got the contact information for everyone you sell to. Boom, there's the list. So I, and we end up, it took years to build this prototype. We built this prototype and I, I spent three and a half years crushing it at IBM. And then I sell for Google. And Google was really where like everyone in the world needs Google ads. Yeah. And that's why we like, I had the idea for Seamless when I was selling for IBM. Like there needs to be like a way to automate this. And then when I was selling for Google, I'm like, okay, we need to really figure out a way to find every account that should spend every amount of money on, on 
ads. And then we need to find all the marketers at those companies. And we got to build this search engine and AI engine. And then we built it in a year, this prototype, and I used it. And I went from making $100,000 in sales to making over $1.2 million. And the first, the, the, the big epiphany moment. So I was selling for Google and seamless. I was using the seamless prototype and I was in, my calendar was flooded with, with seven to 10 appointments a day for high ticket sales. Mm-hmm. We're talking like deals where I make $10,000 in commission to $100,000 in commission. Yeah. Big ticket deals. You know, where they're, where these advertisers are spending millions of dollars. Seamless automated my, all of my endless manual list building, all my endless manual prospecting, all my endless CRM data entry to where my calendar was booked seven to 10 demos day after day, day after day. I remember the first time I made over six figures in sales in one month with one commission check before I got paid my salary. So I'm, I'm traveling for a poker tournament. You know, I never took off work, but the one weekend I took off work, me and a a bunch of buddies, we fly to Vegas to play in the poker tournament because we're, we're still avid poker players. And You know, we go, we play Wednesday, we play Thursday, we go out Thursday. I'm a little hungover. Friday morning, I'm I'm at the Cosmopolitan, which you know it's got the beautiful chandeliers and everything all over, right? And uh, you know, I'm at the Cosmopolitan. We're hungover. I'm laying in bed, and I get a call from my accountant. It's 9 a.m. Pacific, right, or Mountain, whatever Vegas is on, and then it's like 12 p.m. Eastern, right? And I, I I'm like barely awake. I see the call coming from my accountant. The worst thing that you want to get in as a sale, top salesperson is a call from your accountant that handles your commission checks. David, guess what the only thing accountants call about to salespeople regarding commissions? Bounce checks or something? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, like like basically they're going to tell you like there's a problem with paying out your commission. Yeah. We're cutting your commission. We're not paying your commission. Yeah. That's the only time your accountant calls you as a salesperson. It's always bad news. I'm like, damn it. I'm at Vegas. I'm in this poker tournament. I need a lot of money to keep playing in this poker tournament. I need the money that you owe me for the commission today. What's going on? So I answered the phone. Hey, Chris, what's up? She's like, hey, Brandon, hope you're doing well. I know you're on PTO, but I had to give you a call. I'm like, okay, Chris, uh, sure. Shoot, what's going on? And I'm laying in bed, right? I'm, I'm, I'm laying in bed and she's like, we have a problem with your commission. And I'm sitting there with the phone and I'm like, yeah, okay. What's the problem? And my buddy like is still passed out, Steve to the right of me. He looks over and he's like, what's up, man? Why are you on the phone? Blah, blah. I'm like, don't worry about it. I got I to gotta handle this call. I'm like, sure, Chris, what's the problem? Steve like rolls over. Chris is like, yeah, we have a problem with your commission. <clears throat> she's like, if I pay you out $137,000 this month, right now, today, you're going to get taxed the most amount of money ever. You will lose the most amount in your commission check. She's like, I, I recommend we pay out your commission over three to five months. And I'm like, still daisy, tired, exhausted. I'm like, what? I was like, wait, Chris, what do you mean? She's like, if I pay you $137,000 for this month's commission check today, you're going to get taxed at like 50 or 55%, like some crazy outrageous number. Yeah. She's like, I recommend we pay it out over the course of the three years. I'm sorry, over the course of three months, you know, 90 days to 120 days to 150 days, the next three to five months. And I'm like, you mean $13,000, right? 
I was like, 13,000 or 3,000, right? I was like, what do you mean? She's like, no. She's like, you closed this deal. You closed this deal. You closed this deal. You closed this deal. This deal was 10 grand. This deal was 25 grand in commissions. This deal was 10 grand in commissions. This deal was 75 grand in commissions. This deal was five grand in commissions. And like, cause, cause when your calendar's flooded in back-to-back yeah. demos and pitches and like, you're so conditioned to just like pitch, follow up, close, pitch, follow up, close. Cause your calendar's flooded. Yeah. Like you don't have time to think about or account like how much money you're making. You're just, you're just like, boom, 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 boom. And, um, I sat back and that's when I, I like, it was the only the second time in my life. I almost, the first time in my life I brought down crying when I was, I lost everything and I was broke and I was stealing food out of the fridge. Second time I broke down crying was, uh, like not broke down crying. Like I had some tears was when she called and she's like, I owe you $137,000 in commissions and I have to pay them out. That was before my salary my six figure salary. And, um, you know, I was like, that was the first time I'm like, wow, I'm just like some average guy that just wanted to sell a lot that wanted to change the world, sell these Google ads to the marketers. Cause I knew that it would fundamentally change their life for the better. And because of the seamless, this prototype, my secret weapon, it helped me automate all of this endless list building, all this endless CRM data entry, all of this endless manual research, appointment setting work, prospecting work, and automated it all on autopilot. Because of that, I was able to flood my calendar. That was the epiphany I had. Because my whole plan was to keep seamless this secret. I was, I, I was like, I'm not sharing this with any of my colleagues. I'm not sharing this with anyone I know. This is my secret we- weapon to make millions of dollars in sales. I always thought that about seamless. And then like when I was at the cosmopolitan, I got the call about making over $137,000. I knew that that was, that was when I was, I, I became a millionaire in sales, right? Made over 1.2 million. That first six figure commission check was the start of that. And that was the time where I, like after I got off the call with Chris, I had the big epiphany and I was like, you know what? Seamless will no longer be a secret. I thought that I was broken and I would never be successful in sales or in entrepreneurship or in marketing ever again. How many people are out there feel like they will never be successful in sales, in marketing, in entrepreneurship? And I truly believe that you are just one list away from the life you want, the marriage you want, the family you want, the fame you want, the business you want, the new customers you want. Everything in life that you want is just one list away. And seamless is the only way to find, build, contact, and acquire that list. And instead of keeping it my secret, I immediately hung up the phone. I called my fiance, Danielle, who's now the COO of Seamless. And I said, Danielle, something amazing has happened. One, we're doing pretty well. Chris just called me and they owe me $137,000 in commission. But two, I've got something big to tell you. We're going to use every single dollar we make. We're going all in on building Steamless so that every single person in the world can feel and believe and do what we just did using this platform. And she's like, she didn't know what to say because like this is my, she, she kind of knew like, oh shit, this is going to be Brandon's third company because she was with me during right. the poker thing. Like we dated since college. So it was like Danielle was with me during the poker thing. She was with me during a mobile where she got bad. She used to buy food and send it to me. 
Because, like, I had millions and then I lost it all running this company for three years to where, like, my family went broke. My mom got Alzheimer's. My family didn't have any money. They were bankrupt. I was running out of money. I was bankrupt. So, like, I was stealing food. She was sending me food. I was trying to build this company to be successful, whatever. And then, like, boom, we're here on this epiphany where I'm selling for IBM and Google. And we automated it using Seamless and we're changing the world. I told her, I was like, we need every salesperson, marketer, entrepreneur in the world to use this platform. And we're going to make it happen. She's like, I support it. Whatever you want to do, I'm all in on. So that weekend, gambled some more, partied <laughs> some more, and just kept reflecting on how my life was changed forever because it's seamless and because I was open to taking advice and investing in my, my success and investing in training. It was like a list, the scripts, the training. The, the number one thing was the list, and it's like, okay. you know. So then I, I quit my job, took all the cash, went all in on seamless, First year, we did over seven figures in sales. Second year, you know, a million a month. And uh, and now we're helping over 50,000 sales teams, marketers, and entrepreneurs build that one list that makes their family, their life, their marriage, their dreams a reality. And uh, we believe that the only people on this world that are going to change this world for the better are salespeople, marketers, and entrepreneurs. But the only way for them to do that is to find the people that they need to sell their products to. My right. father built a billion dollar software company because he had the list and he could sell that software to all the companies that needed it. My first company, free50now.com. The affiliate marketing company, I built the scraper that built the list of all the college students. I then mass emailed all those college students and I knocked dorm room to dorm room, selling door to door. I had the list. My, my second company failed in mobile because I didn't have the list and I was successful at IBM and Google. Barely successful at IBM because I got scammed with all those outdated sales databases and cutting a million dollar check where I was going to lose my job. And then I ended up taking a job at Google, selling for Google's top search agency. And then when I was selling for Google, I built that, that seamless prototype, automated all the bullshit that I had to deal with with the sales databases. I was being held hostage by the sales databases. I said, you know, we're not spending any money on the sales databases. We're going to build our own platform our own search engine and AI engine that finds everyone's emails and cell phones. And uh, that is where we're at today. Dude, <laughs> you really ran with that question. That was crazy. What a story. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I figured I could give like the one minute thing or like just really share the experience because the experience is. So yeah, no, you went brutal. deep. That was awesome. Like, yeah. I don't think I've, I never told anyone about my mom having Alzheimer's, by the way. This is the first time I shared that story. It's the first time I shared the story about my father mm. being like bankrupt. I never talk about like how I was running this company and literally during the financial crisis of 2000, 2007, 2008, I'm losing everything. My family loses everything. My mom gets Alzheimer's. My dad has no, like loses all of his money. He has to become a full-time caregiver while figuring out how to get it yeah. out of financial bankruptcy. I'm basically bankrupt in $100,000 in debt. The world is over. I'm totally fucked. I just went from rags to riches with my dad building the first billion dollar company. Then I get rich myself personally by building my own company and then I lose it all with my second company. And I literally thought, thought life was over. And why, why I like sharing that story is because like 10 years ago, literally 2020 in 2010, I thought life was over. Yeah. Like I almost crazy. wanted to kill myself because I thought it was all over and it, it just goes to show you 
with the list, with the belief, with the training, with what, with scripts, like what you could do to change your life. Now I run a company that help that's valued at almost a hundred million dollars. That's positively impacting 50 to 75 to hundred thousand sales teams, marketers and entrepreneurs. And like I say it and I, I share that because if I can do it, you can do it too. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great message. Um, all right. <laughs> so I did have a list of other so questions. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's start. <laughs> um, all right. So much yeah. to unpack. I have like some notes kind of. Um, oh yeah. First, it was a lot. First things first. So I saw on your LinkedIn, you went to Stanford for tech entrepreneurship. Is that correct? Yeah. So I went to OU for my undergrad. And okay. I got my MBA at OU. So while I was selling for IBM and Google, I got my MBA at OU. Okay. And then I had the idea for Seamless when I was selling for IBM. And during my MBA class at OU, I actually worked on the concept. Yeah. And then I didn't know much about technology entrepreneurship. So I joined uh, Stanford's remote technology entrepreneurship certificate program. And they drilled into you like minimum viable product, lean, uh, lean, business building and future yeah. building and product road mapping and wireframing and designing. So it wasn't like I got my MBA or uh, like anything like massive. It was just like a certificate right. tech entrepreneurship program taught by some of the most brilliant people in the world. So yeah. I don't want to underplay its importance. Yeah, that yeah. class was more important than my MBA. Yeah, And I paid well, 30 grand for my MBA and I paid like thousands of dollars for the tech entrepreneurship. Yeah. So I, I'm just curious. So you having went to school for, you know, like finance and, and you knew you wanted to be a salesperson, you knew you potentially wanted to be an entrepreneur. You went to Stanford for tech oh. entrepreneurship. Yeah, no, what, I mean, when, when I, like I saw my, my father and I saw how broke we were and then how we got super rich because he became a salesperson. So like in college, I was the C, I was the president of CEO, the collegiate entrepreneurs organization, my freshman year. Yeah. So like, I always knew I, I, I had to become a salesperson. I did not know anything about becoming an entrepreneur, but I wanted to start and build companies. So I became the president of CEO, the organization yeah. in, uh, in college. Yeah. So, so having had that experience and also having had the, the experience of building up and seeing businesses succeed and fail. Um, I feel like there's a lot of people kind of like shitting on college, going to college for entrepreneurship. Do you think that your experience helped you in your entrepreneurial journey? If I didn't go to college, I never start the, the the gambling company. Okay. If I never go to college, I don't start the second company in mobile and lose everything I own. And that company teaches me that the one reason why I failed was because I didn't have the right lists, which then 10 years later, I don't realize the epiphany, right? Where like my company failed, my second company failed because I didn't have the lists. Then I go sell for IBM and Google and I know I need the lists. Then I pay all these outdated sales databases, a million dollars, I get scammed. And they don't have the list. And then I don't build Seamless as my own secret weapon. And then I don't sell $100 million and become a self-made millionaire. And then launch now a company that is worth $100 million, possibly impacting 50,000 to 100,000 people. I'm grateful for everything I've done in my life. Yeah. Like good, good and bad. I like college was a big part of that. My MBA was a big part of that. Like all of the, every part of what I've done is a big part of it. I think people say like school is not important. Like whatever you don't do, you're going to say it's not worth it. Yeah. Like if I don't run a marathon, I'm going to say that like running a marathon is a waste of time. 
right? Like, but the people that run marathons and then that, that have built the the habits, the training, the eating regimen to do it are going to say it's life changing, right? So it's easy for people that don't do things to tell you that you shouldn't do them. Yeah. You, okay. Like Mark Cuban, he went to college. He started his first company. Then he started his second company and now he's a billionaire. Right. You know, so uh, I would just say, do your path, figure out the path that's best for you. And I'm grateful for everything. I don't look at anything that I've done in my life as a waste of time. I look at what can I learn from everything that happens to me anytime, anyplace, anywhere so that gotcha. I can build a company that makes a billion person impact. Brilliant. So, okay. I, so I just kind of started getting into LinkedIn and getting a lot more active on LinkedIn. And I feel like I see you post and like you're active there every single day. So what has, yeah. what role has, like, I know you said the list is most important thing and that kind of thing, but what has, what role has content played in your uh, business and your entrepreneurial journey in general? Yeah. I, you know, a lot of people don't know that um, this guy named Grant Cardone tried to recruit me for half a million dollars to run his TV network. So I was getting ready to leave selling for Google to start full-time at seamless.ai. And um, Grant knew about my success selling for Google just through his network. He's like, there's this guy that's making a ton of money that did a hundred million dollars in sales. He's all over the place. And um, you know, they, we, we got connected and I flew out to Miami to meet with them and they're like, Hey, want you to run. GCTV, we're going to launch this TV network. This was before they had like all the shows and all the content uh, yeah. in 2014, 2015. Uh-huh. And Grant's like, dude, you're the sales guy. You, you know everything about ads. You know everything about media. You need to be the guy that runs this company. And Jared's their VP of sales. And Jared's like, dude, you're the guy. Grant's like, you're the guy. Sherry's like, you're the guy. And I'm like, guys, like I'm about to leave just to build Seamless.ai. Like, I loved it. They're like, hey, we'll pay you a hundred grand. We'll, you'll probably make 500,000 your first year, 1 million your second year. And I looked at it as a great opportunity because I could learn from, like, I, I knew I eventually I wanted to go full-time on Seamless to positively impact the world. And um, Grant was there, like, pitching me to take this job. I ended up turning it down and he became a customer of seamless. One of my first customers of seamless. <laughs> That's crazy. But, but the, when I was there, they were filming everything he did. I, I felt so awkward because I'm still employed. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing grant on a Monday. Like when I should be at work and I took off a day for a vacation time, yeah. they're filming everything. And, and in 2014, I was never on camera. 2015, I was never on camera. So when I was meeting with them, there's, there's two camera guys everywhere documenting everything. I'm like, dude, like this makes me feel uncomfortable. I like, I can't be on camera saying anything. My boss is going to fire me. And they're like, don't worry about it. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's Grant. You know, he's a genius in, in marketing and content. And they offered me the job. I turned it down. Grant becomes a, becomes a big customer because I tell him like, look, I can't do it. I've got to go full-time on launching Seamless. Right. Like, what would you do if you were me? At 31 or whatever, he launched his first company. It was the same time I was launching Seamless. I'm like, I got to do what you would do, what any entrepreneur would do. I can't go sell for you and then build a company. So um, that night I go home and I'm like, man, like, what was that guy doing with all the content? I'm like, this. I was like, that was the content epiphany I had. I was like, the guy's everywhere. He's driving a ton of business. And this was before he was famous. Like back then, this was before, basically no one knew who this guy was. 
Mm-hmm. I just knew he was a big sales author trainer. He knew how much I made selling in media and he wanted me to build his own media empire. Um, and I followed him and I read some of his books and they were impactful on me. Just like I, I read every sales author's books like while I was selling. So they all had big impacts on me. And, um, you know, that's when I had the epiphany of like, I landed in that weekend. I shot my first video and it was shit. It was so bad. Go to my YouTube video. And I still don't have any followers on YouTube, by the way, but I'm trying to change that kind of, I went all in on LinkedIn, but, um, I made my first video and it took me like eight hours to make yeah. my first video. I needed the lighting to be perfect. I needed the script to be yeah, perfect. I yeah. analyzed how I looked, what I said. I kept deleting the video, recording the video, deleting the video. It took like three days to record my first video and then I throw it up and 30 people watch it. You know, like 30 views, 17 yeah, views. Yeah, if, you, yeah, yeah. if you go to my YouTube channel and you sort oldest to newest, you will see how bad I am. I'm shit. But guess yeah. what? I, I made a commitment and I'm like, I'm going to do this for a year, uh, a decade, not a year, a decade. <laughs> Everything I do, I'm like, I'm going to take a decade to do. I want to be committed to doing it for one decade. That's 10 years. Tony Robbins coached me that everyone overestimates what they can do in a year and they always underestimate what they could do in a decade. They always overestimate what they could do in one year and they always underestimate what they can accomplish if they took 10 years all yeah. in commitment to doing it. So that, that resonated with me when I was at his event and like I was right by him and he was coaching, whatever. Like I'm like, okay, I'm, everything I do, I'm doing a decade. So that day, like when I left Grant that, that weekend, I shot my first video. I'm like, I have no idea where this is going to go or how it's going to be, but I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to shoot a ton of content. I'm just going to share what I know. I'm going to share my expertise. And if it could help just one person in the world, it's worth it. Regardless of how many haters, trolls, bastards come after me and try to tear me down. Mm-hmm. And like, I luckily at a very young age, I built like, you can't start companies. You can't sell very successfully if you're so worried about what people think. At a very young age, I just never cared about what people thought of me. Like, I always just wanted to help people. Was that a and skill you that you had to acquire? Helping, yeah, or was it yeah. Just natural? Because my first company, I, my first two companies, all I cared about was myself. Mm-hmm. Like, the poker company, all I wanted to do was get rich and impress girls. Like, and be rich to impress girls. Second company, same thing in mobile. I wanted to be the richest entrepreneur in the world and become a billionaire so that I get rich and I have everything that I want. And then I realized like when I was selling for IBM and Google, after I went broke, bankrupt, lost everything, was stealing for food, like who gives a shit what car I have, what house I have, what I have. It's about what you could do for other people. And that's when I became very purpose-driven selling for IBM and Google. I literally felt like if the marketer, the, the B2B company that was worth a billion dollars didn't go with my marketing solution, that was one, 10, $30 million, that the company would go out of business. They would lose their jobs. They would be on the streets. They may get divorced because I was so sold on, I have to get this product into the hands of these marketers and these companies because it is truly what they need to be successful. And Jay Abraham, a famous marketer says, if you know your products and services can help other people, you have a moral obligation to do whatever it takes to get those products into the hands of those customers. 
because yeah. you know that it will fundamentally change their life for the better. So at a very young age, like when I was selling for IBM and Google at the age of like 22, 23, my mind shifted from, I was more like 24, 25, I think. Um, it shifted from worrying about my commission check to helping people like David maximize their sales success. And every year thereafter, I just kept doubling my income. Mm. Like, I don't care about what I make. Like, yeah. I'm worth a hundred million. I don't care. Like, I live in a $250,000 townhome. I drive a $30,000 Mercedes. I could buy and have anything I want. Why do I work seven days a week, 18 hours a day, seven days a week? Why do I wear a $30 vest, a $20 dress shirt? Why do I not care what I wear, what I have? The only reason why I'm, I'm obsessed with making money and helping other people make money is because the more money that we make, the more impact we can have. Mm -hmm. Like I know by building a company that's worth a hundred million, we can make more money to then invest in delivering more value and make a bigger impact on the people. The sale, the only people that are going to change this world for the better are salespeople, marketers, and entrepreneurs. I need to build everything I can in our, the world's best sales leads platform, the, the list building platform that books appointments on autopilot for you. I need to build everything that we can in the platform to help you be successful. Yeah. It takes a lot of money. I need to write all the books to help you be successful. I need to write all the courses and record all the courses that maximizes your sales success on everything that we learned from making zero to $100 million in sales. I know the more money that we make by helping you make as much money as humanly possible and getting you to the six-figure and seven-figure club that we have, I need to do that because we need to make an, a bigger impact. The more money we have, the more impact we can make. Mm -hmm. So... So you mentioned how you think like, uh, was it sales marketers, entrepreneurs are going to change the world for the better. What the is people that can change this world for the better are salespeople, marketers and entrepreneurs. What is one, what is like one or two stereotypes that you think people believe that you wish you could just get rid of around those, those people, sales people, marketers and entrepreneurs. Sales people, you know, the, like people saying like, oh, they're salesy, they're aggressive, they're slimy. That's bullshit. If you... No, like, again, my mom died from Alzheimer's, okay? My family went through bankruptcy. My mom died from Alzheimer's. My dad was a full-time caregiver for my mom for almost a decade. From 2007 to 2017 or something, till my mom died. Like, I basically, my mom was gone by the time I was leaving college, you know? Um... If I had a pill that cured Alzheimer's, if all you had to do is take the pill to cure, that cured Alzheimer's, I have a moral obligation to sell you and do whatever I humanly can to get you to understand that this pill cures Alzheimer's. And if I had the pill, I would do whatever it can to take that pill, get my dad to give it to my mom as fast as humanly possible. I have a moral obligation. Like, that's a very extreme example, right? right? But if you know that you have a product or service that will improve someone's life for the better, you have to do whatever it takes. You have a moral obligation to get them on that product, that service that you have. Gotcha. Yeah, and I think like people will try to say slimy, salesy, spammy, what aggressive, like, no, like I've been called aggressive before. I'm okay with that. I've been called too loud, too out there, too egotistical, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't think egotistical anymore, thank God, but like I'm out there and I'm aggressive and 
it's because I have a moral obligation to maximize your success. And I know our products, our services are the only way to do that. Yeah, I got you. That's awesome. Um, all right. So, whoops, I don't know what I just pressed here. Um, you're, you're good. Cool. Cool. So, all right. I did also notice that you had like pictures and videos and stuff with like all these people at, at the top, like Gary V. Tom Bilyeu, I saw Jordan Belfort. So how did you kind of work up the ladder and put yourself in position to get access to those people? Yeah. I mean, it, it's really easy. Like I'm not bullshitting you guys. When I say this stuff, you are one list away from the life you want, the marriage you want, the family you want, the fame you want, the people you want, the business partners you want, the VC funding you want, everything in this life I have gotten because I built the list and then I contacted and sold to the list and I marketed to the list. I raised millions of venture capital funding because I built the list using seamless.ai and then I prospected using omni-channel prospecting, calling, emailing, social selling to that list. I pitched over 337 venture capitalists, raised millions in funding. Now Guy Kawasaki is an investor. Now Amazon's an investor. Now, you know, Sergey Brin and his wife are investors, like the founders of Google. You know, these things happen because you build the list, you sell to the list, and you go make it happen. You market to the list. The reason why I was able to get in touch with Gary Vee, with Jordan Belfort, with Grant Cardone, with Tabe Lu, with Ryan Serhan, with, uh, I mean, there's there's hundreds of Anthony Inorito, Keith Rosen, all these experts. Aaron Ross, Godfather, Predictable Revenue, Jason Lemkin. Saster expert. Every single person that I've ever met, I've used Seamless to research their contact information. And then I go and I, I, I sell using the seven figure sales system, the system that we built. Um, I go, I prospect those people and I try to maximize their value. Like it's all about delivering value and impact for the person that you're going after. Like right. what offer, what can I do for them to make them more successful and, and, and then get them to meet with me. Right. Yeah. So it sounds like, um, I guess that leads into my next question is, are you have the list, you know, who you're going to target. What's that first yep. step? Are you, are you, I mean, I'm assuming you're not immediately asking them like, Hey, do you want to be an investor? I'm assuming you're, like you said, you kind of add value. So what's one or two really good ways to do that? You have to pitch the value, you know, like, um, like let's just say, let's just say it's Ryan Serhan. Like Ryan Serhan just launched a training university. Mm -hmm. He just launched Sell It Like Serhan, his book. And he's the, he's the number one broker out of 86,000 brokers in New York who sold over a billion dollars in real estate. There's no way to easily get access to Ryan Serhan to meet with him to interview him. Like typically it takes people years to lock in that interview. It took me one day. Built the list and I, I prospected him with the seamless list. And I'm like, hey, Ryan, look, I love the show. I, I literally religiously watch Million Dollar Listing. I watch your vlog. I love everything you write, everything you do, everything you teach. I've read your book. I'm a huge fan. I think everyone in B2B needs to hear your sales secrets. Like you are a sales genius that has sold over a billion dollars in sales and the number one largest, most expensive, most crowded real estate market in the world. He's number one out of 86,000 realtors. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to interview you for the book and the podcast 
And I want to get your, your message, your book, your course that you just launched like a week ago out to the audience. Let's share it with the world. Yeah. And because I'm so focused on helping him accomplish his goals, his dreams, make his vision a reality, the life he wants, the marriage he wants, the family he wants, the products that he wants to sell. I'm obsessed with him making that happen. He says, yes. Yeah, let's do it. Boom. Next week I'm out on a plane meeting him, interviewing him for the book, the podcast, everything. Nice. So it's all about your mess. Like you got to build the list and then your message, your pitch has to be all about them. Yeah. No one gives a shit about you or your product. No one cares about my commission check. No one cares about what I make that seamless is valued at a hundred million dollars. No one cares about that stuff. Mm-hmm. The only thing that people care about is what are you going to do for them? Yeah. W I, what can, well, yeah, FM. Yeah. That's what yeah, I yeah. said. Like my, <laughs> I've got a blog post and video training on this W I I F M. What is in it for me? What's in it for me? W I I F M. It's the only yeah. thing people care about. No one yeah. gives a shit about you or what you do or what you sell. They only care about what are you going to do for them? Nice. So do you have throughout like all of your sales experience, do you have maybe like one or two tactics or like one liners where when you pull it off, you're like, Oh my God, I am a sales ninja, baby. Let's go. Um, yeah, man. I, I, I put, I put all of these one liners into the 15 books we've got. So, uh, and right now all of our books are like, you know, this stuff that we teach in our masterminds, this stuff goes for like $25,000 for our mastermind. And then in our inner circle, we charge a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I basically documented over the course of a decade, everything that I say, everything I do, I've recorded everything and transcribed it and then rewrote it and rewrote it and rewrote it. We put in 15 books and those 15 books, we now charge a hundred bucks a book for, I'm about to give them away for free just because I want to make a bigger impact. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, instead of one out of every hundred salespeople being able to afford this book or one out of 50 or one out of 10, I'm going to give it away for free for seven ninety seven. Like you pay for the shipping. I'm going to ship you all my books. You could probably even buy the full box set. I'll make it for free where you just pay the shipping. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I want to do that is because like, I know like if I help you sell more, maybe one day you'll want to work with me. Maybe one day you'll want to be in my inner circle. Maybe one day you'll want to buy my software or yeah. software. Yeah. So um, my recommendation would be all of our books are on Amazon. Like jump on Amazon, put in Brandon Bornance and you can get any, all of the scripts for anything and everything that we do. Also, I give them away for free at Seamless.ai. Join Seamless.ai. We give a bunch of these scripts, strategies, and training away for free in the platform. You could join for free, and then you get unlimited sales leads for like 300 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month, whatever. So jump into the platform, join for free. You'll get leads for free, and then you'll also get all of our training for free on that. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so probably wrap up, probably do one more, two questions. Um, so I feel like a lot of, like most companies have a variety of traffic coming in. There's like social organic, social ads, SEO, uh, email marketing, cold email, whatever. Um, but I feel like usually people have one or two or like affiliate mark affiliate traffic, whatever. Usually people have one or two where they're like, that is the one that's going to take us to the next level where we're going to rely really heavily on one on those one or two. Um, are there any traffic sources yeah. that are like that for you? So, so I'm going to throw this out there. There's no silver bullet. It's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. 
there's no one channel that's going to change the trajectory of the company. It's all of them. Mm-hmm. In sales and in marketing, you need to leverage an omni-channel approach. This is what I pitched at Google. This is why I pitched at IBM. This is what we use at Seamless. You need to leverage every sales channel and you need to leverage every marketing channel. It's not, do I do content or do I do Facebook ads? It's yes and yes and yes and yes. Yes, I do Facebook ads. Yes, I do content. Yes, I do LinkedIn live. Yes, I do LinkedIn messaging. Yes, I do cold calling. Yes, I do cold emailing. Yes, I do social selling. Yes, I do LinkedIn ads. Yes, I do Google ads. Yes and yes and yes and yes and yes. Don't let anyone give you any bullshit about this is the only channel you need to use. It's a lie. Yeah. They're lying. I, so and I how, sold for the top two companies in the world. Yeah. So how do you, um, like specifically, I, how I'm you, really, how, how do you leverage all of them? Well, I was going to say specifically for con, cause I'm kind of in like the video content world. So what do you do for content to make a lot of content and not have it take you like a bunch of time throughout your day? Dude, once you figure this out, please Please let me know. No, it's hard, right? Um, my my number one hack is I document everything. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to create a reality reality TV show of uh, I want to call it zero to hundred, and basically document everything we do to go from zero dollars to a hundred million dollars in sales. Yeah, and document every step of the way. Nice, because like because like if I do that, one we've got content for forever. Two, I want to have that video so I can look back on my life and remember what the hell I did 18 hours a day, seven days a week. Cause like, it's all blur. I don't yeah. remember any of it. And three, so we could share the secrets that we learn in everything we do. Like I'm big on documenting and sharing what you do every day. Like I never think about, Oh, I have to come up with this new strategy to, to create a new blog post. I just document what we do every day. And then we share it with the world. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is what I learned today doing this. This is what I learned today doing this. This is what I learned today doing this. Successes, failures, everything in between. I just document and share what we do and what we learn, the good, the bad, the ugly. And then that provides us our content calendar. And then some shit I just literally record on my iPhone and just post on LinkedIn. Other stuff is more highly produced with my two video guys. Most of it is fast iPhone boom live. Right, right, right. It's less strategic. Well, hey, listen, you're the sales, you're the sales guy here. I'm about to pitch you. I got this new thing, content sponge coming out, baby. And we're going to, I'm going to do, so I really want to take people who want to make content, but don't want to spend a ton of time each day and repurpose it and things like that. But we can chat about that later. It's really hard to do. It's hard to do, but I got it. I perfected it. Let's go. I love Um, it. David's got the system. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm actually rolling it out now. So it probably will be live by the time I roll out this episode. All right. One last question. If you could, if you could be a superhero, what would you be? Who would you be? Mm. Uh, my superhero would be Tony Robbins. Okay. Why? You know, like, you know, a lot of people would pick like some, some type of super superhero, right? Like that's, that's, uh, in a movie or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But like my superhero would be Tony Robbins because that guy has positively impacted the lives of millions and millions and millions of people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's, that's, that's my calling 
over the years, like that's just what I figured out I need to do. Yeah. And you know, like I want to just positively impact the world. I want people to, to lose all of their limiting beliefs, like the, the belief of doubt, the belief of insecurity, the, the belief of uncertainty, the belief that I can't do this. I don't have the right training skills, college, education, finances, everything like, they, they think that they've got the lack of resources and I want people to believe in themselves that, you know, it's not the lack of resources. It's the lack of resourcefulness. It's the, yeah, lack, I love of that work. It's the lack of dedication. Like you've got all the resources in the world. You just need to go out there and find it and then learn it and then apply it and make it happen. Like you're just one list away from the life, the marriage, the family you want. If you've got the list, then you could research how to contact, sell market to that list to make anything in your life a reality. Yeah. And I'm just on a mission to, to make that happen. So, Boom. you know, Tony Robbins is a big motivator, inspirer to me only because like, not because of what he pitches, but because he just like, he taps the potential of people and I want to tap the potential of the world. Nice. Cool. So, um, right, right before we sign off here, where can people find more content and information about you? Like, uh, your social platforms, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a daily, we got a daily newsletter, Jump on Seamless.ai, join for free. You'll get our daily newsletter, our daily sales strategies, our daily tips, best practices, live video content from me. And then also follow me on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm maxed out of connections. But if you follow me on LinkedIn, you'll see all of our content. Um, we're posting all of our content live all the time on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get better at putting it on YouTube. Um, it just takes longer to upload on YouTube. For some reason, LinkedIn and Facebook uploading content is mm-hmm. so fast. And then trying to get it on YouTube is so slow. Okay. It's, I feel like it's the opposite for me. The YouTube, well, YouTube's not fast, but I feel like LinkedIn for me usually takes a bit. It's usually pretty slow. Anyways. Okay, cool. Brandon, you are the man. Thank you so much. That was awesome. A lot of information to unpack there for you. Beautiful people listening. And uh, yeah, man, thanks for joining. Hey, David, thank you so much for having me. Humbled, grateful. And for all of you guys out there, you know, whatever you want to do, you can do it. You can do anything. There's nothing that you cannot do. Whatever someone else can't do, you can do. And, uh, you know, hopefully this episode helps you get there smarter, better, faster, easier. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate it. And you made it. Congratulations. You have listened to the entire episode. This was a long one too, over an hour. Congratulations. Good job. (laughs) Um, Hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, I would very much appreciate a review on whatever platform you're listening to. I'm assuming it's either Spotify or Apple. Um, But if you're one of those weirdos that has some other app, uh, give me a review on there. I don't mind. Um, (laughs) Come one, come all. By the way, if you're wondering if I just woke up, if it sounds like I just woke up with that little bit of a raspy voice, you know, uh, I did just wake up. So I'm sorry sorry if I sound dead inside. (laughs) I am pretty tired, but um, we push on. We keep moving forward. Hope you guys enjoyed. See you guys next time. Peace.